0: Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off The Bench. Welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast. We got episode 22 here today. Jason, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, man. Doing well.
0: Yeah, we're doing this a little bit different. We uh, we're recording this on July fifth, so hopefully everybody had a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, but we're actually not together today. We're doing, we got you over yeah. the phone.
1: Yeah, got me over the phone. Uh, it's kind of crazy uh, with the weekend, and then my daughter's birthday is July third. Wife being pregnant, kind of anything, kind of any day now. Spur of the moment. So yeah, it's it's been uh. Some crazy days.
0: Yeah, a little bit of life's a little crazy, and you're, uh, man. You guys are day to day, waiting to see what what's gonna happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, though. It'll be, uh, it'll be here. They'll be here. You know, it'll happen soon. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, sports world right now, not a whole lot going on locally, but you know, we did have some big news in the NCAA this week.
1: Yeah, just kind of the whole the NLI. You know, just everyone kind of being able to make money and uh there's some local people you know people are connected to fresno state some local kids and stuff uh
0: yeah it's it's been interesting paid, man it's been interesting to Spend see how project. that uh how that's going to play out and you know the you know the cavender twins t- seem to take advantage right away man i think they signed yeah. their i think they signed that brand deal with boost mobile at like midnight right when it was legal
1: and then to have it on Madison Square, you know, I mean, in New York, uh, the Times Square. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. New York. And,
2: unbelievable. And like,
1: my thing is they were there in New York too. So I'm guessing they got flown out to New York to sign the deal or something like that. I'm yeah. Guessing, or, so that's all, that's pretty cool.
0: I wondered, I thought something was up cause I noticed on there, I think it was like a Twitter or something that they were, they were flying out to New York and I was like, Oh, this is about to go down. There's a, you know, they're about to do something big. So, and they did, man, it was boost mobile right when it was legal and, signed that big contract and got their, you know, their pictures all up over all up in Times square. So really cool, really cool deal. Yeah. So, and
1: then you, uh, I think you, you said Xavier worthy.
0: Yeah. Our guy podcast alum, he, uh, he had launched his own, you know, little clothing line on his website, selling some, uh, some flash clothing. So, uh, nice. you yeah, he, he can head to his Twitter and his social media and, Get a link to the to the website there and uh, pick up some Xavier Worthy gear.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you said Kendall Milton as well.
0: Yeah, Kendall Milton, another local Buchanan product. He uh, he's out of Georgia now, but he dropped his own KM2 uh, clothing line, and he's with some. Com- he's like working with some company that's helping him out doing that stuff. So uh, yeah, there. You know, I think that's going to be the way that most of these lo- most of these kids. Uh, you know take advantage of this situation here is where they can you know drop some clothing drop some merch and make a little bit of money doing that
1: no and i think that's what you know that's that's kind of cool and i think uh colin slater he signed with a clothing company too and i think it's very similar and you know anytime you can brand yourself and you know make money you know off your likeness you know it's it's kind of you know you should be able to and i just i go back and i think of the fab five at michigan and Yeah, I just think of like how much money they could have made, because one thing they changed the culture. Yeah, you know, it's they're the ones who kind of brought the, you know, the long shorts, the black socks. And I remember being a little kid wearing black socks because of the Fab Five, you know, like them dudes.
0: They could have just been selling, you know, Fab Five branded black socks and made a fortune just size? yeah
1: and like i think they kind of you know like their jerseys. you think about jersey sales, like just the shorts the memorabilia you know just all the different things i got like those guys were like rock stars yep and you know and so it's but yeah just to think I and mean, you think about guys like reggie bush and you know just those type of guys and like what if like you know trevor lawrence trevor lawrence was at clemson what, what he could have made in his three years but
0: yeah for real
1: but it's good to see you know these these kids you know being able to profit off you know profit off their name when the NC2A has been pretty much doing it for centuries now
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i was uh i saw the one of the supreme court ju- justices came out and put a statement out basically saying if this were any other business in the world it would be deemed illegal so this can't be allowed yeah. <laughs> so but you mentioned reggie bush do you see he came out this week and was uh He's now petitioning, trying to get his Heisman back. Heisman, and, yeah. yeah.
1: And then I know the Fab Five was trying to get their banners. Oh their yeah. two Final Fours hung back up, so yeah. Um, but talking about college basketball, uh, Fresno State has a kid coming back.
0: Yeah, big news, Orlando Robinson.
1: So that is huge for Fresno State basketball.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he was he had his name in the in the draft pool and all that was going through that process um never signed with an agent so it's still legal for him to come back and all that uh, but it's good for those guys to do that because they get to hear from oh, yeah hear from nba scouts and nba front office people and just kind of they get real honest feedback about what they need to work on and if they're not ready they tell him and he gets to come back now and work on very specific things that he was told he needs to get better at
1: yeah so that is that is that is good news for fresno state basketball and
0: yeah, it We is. got the
1: NBA draft coming up, and kind of figure out, you know, kind of see what's going on with Dion Stroud. Yeah, that to make his decision here shortly as well.
0: That'll be the next thing to drop here, probably in the next couple days, next week or so. Let's figure out what uh what Dion decides to do. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: And then yeah, kind of just you know you you see all these NBA mock drafts, and you got Jalen Green. I see some have Jalen Green going to the Pistons. You see you have some Jalen Green going to the Rockets. So like you know he's right in the hunt. Yeah. of being one of the top picks and then we have brooke lopez represent fresno going to the nba finals in
0: the finals man it's exciting i love seeing local guys do big stuff like that
1: yeah so memorial basketball is having a pretty good uh pretty good week here <laughs> yeah they,
0: they are they definitely are i saw brad tweet about that the other day he uh it's a big week for memorial alums right now big time but yeah we uh you know Episode twenty two here on the podcast we got a we got a fun one today we got uh, yep. mi- we got Mister Lee Mayberry another former Bulldog and uh, I got to be honest when we went into this interview I didn't know much about Lee I wasn't I really didn't know what to expect but man when I say it's been one, it was one of my favorites it really was I I really 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 enjoyed talking to Lee
1: no I think what makes it even great is we just had Jervis Cole and. The some of you know, like they played together in Argentina, and so you kind of hear a similar story, yeah. And so, just it's it's pretty cool. And you know, it's kind of you know, find out you know, the pride and joy of Wyoming, yeah, Lee Mayfair, you know, and just kind of figure out why he came to you know, yeah, how he came to Fresno State. How
0: did that happen? How does that, how does he wind up here?
1: You know, it's always, I always think it's cool when you find you know, people who how they came to Fresno, you Mm -hmm. know, they got like you know, Lee's and you know he's part of this community here in fresno clovis um you know part of the basketball community and just you know to see him you know come from outside and you know what you know dig those roots in and to see all the you know the impacts all the lives he's impacted it's just it's pretty cool you know and just to hear his story it's
0: yeah. pretty awesome yeah just uh, such a good dude really fun to talk to you and you know these next couple of years if you're going to a basketball game you got you you're going to you're going to run into this guy in lots of gyms around the valley cuz you know yep. he's he's got a son now and and you know about to be playing high school ball and he's he's going to be living it in his next couple of years so really fun guy to talk to um really really think you guys are going to enjoy this one so yeah if you guys do make sure you uh you know go tell somebody about it so let us uh get the word out and uh yeah anything else you got there Jason
1: no that's it i just hope everyone enjoys stay yeah. cool it's hot out stay there. stay
0: cool man it is super hot but uh you know that's july july in fresno <laughs> <laughs> so anyways let's get right to it we got episode 22 off the bench podcast Welcome back to the Off the Bench podcast, Jason. This is uh, you know, this is one of my favorite things we get to do here. You know, we jump into the basketball world and uh, you know, talking to the guys that played at Fresno State is kind of my my favorite thing that we we've, we've done so far. So, we get to talk to a legend today. You guys, guys top 10 in several categories all time at Fresno State. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we got uh Officer
1: Lee Mayberry, former Fresno State basketball legend, played professionally overseas. Um, Absolute gazelle back in the days when he was running the court.
3: Yeah, you know I could get up and <laughs> down a little bit.
0: <laughs> Lee, how you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely, man. We've been looking forward to this one. So good stuff. Well, let's, uh, you know, just want to hear tell some basketball stories and hear 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 your story. So let's go back to the beginning. Where'd you play in high school? All right, so I'm originally from Cheyenne, Wyoming. So played at Cheyenne East, the Thunderbirds.
3: Um, so pretty good, uh, pretty good high school career, um, actually uh, originally was a baseball guy and everybody that knew me thought, Hey, you're going to end up playing baseball. So, um, I had to make a choice though. My uh, junior year in high school, there was a big state tournament. And so my coach had come to me and said for baseball and said, Hey, you know, there's going to be a couple scouts there. So you got to go and and do your thing. And I'm like, okay. Well, at the same time, I got a call from, um, Nike ABCD camp in New Jersey which is supposed to be top 100 uh, kids in the country. And so Sonny Vaccaro was running at yeah. the time. So I get a call from them, and so it's the same time. So I'm like, okay, um, do I go to the basketball? Because at that, you're making a choice. Yeah, you have that you- crossroads. Yeah, it's at the crossroads. So I said, you know what? Um, I can only play baseball two or three months out of the year in Wyoming, let's be honest. Um, so I went the basketball route and flew out to the camp and, and enjoyed myself out there. I mean, saw everybody you know, the who's who of basketball felt out of place. Uh, this kid from Wyoming uh, is out there with guys, you know,
0: Kenny Anderson, Chris Weber, and all those guys are out there. Most of these dudes are probably like, wait, Wyoming actually exists? Yeah. Where is that, <laughs> yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it was
3: uh, definitely a fish out of water for a while, but then figured out, hey, just play hard uh, and do what you do. And uh, it had a great time, you know, so, um, and it was good because you get to see the, the who you're going to see later on and who you're competing against. Um, you don't see them every day, and especially in Wyoming, you know. Um, actually, the, the talent in Wyoming wasn't bad. Um, we had some, I had a couple of 6'11 kids that I had to compete against, and yeah. Some so, trees out there yeah, in Wyoming. Yeah. So, and um, uh, crosstown rivals, Matt Stock, who oh, was yeah. here at Fresno State and then went to Santa Barbara, Demetrius Drew, who played at St. Louis when they were in their okay. heyday. So, and then on my team, um, we had some guys. They had um, uh, Bobby Trailer, who went to University of Wyoming and played. Um, we had a guy that went and played soccer at Evansville and the, when they were really doing their thing. Um, we had a guy that went to Nebraska, played football there four years there, played at um, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Troy Dumas. Uh, so we had guys. and Whoa. Yeah, so we'd go to Colorado. It's funny. We'd go to Colorado and play a lot. And, of course, here comes the hillbillies, right, the <laughs> Hicks, and come in and let them have it. And then, you know, walk out of the gym
0: like, yep. Yeah, Wyoming for you. Yeah. That's that's interesting. So you your your choice basically would came down to the weather, right? You could play playing indoors, you could train all year. All year. That's what it really did. Um I love baseball. I really did. I think I had a knack for hitting the ball. I
3: played first base. Okay. Um and so that was my thing. But it really came down to you know, how are you how are you gonna get better playing three months out of the year? Um, so uh, I, you know, I was, I'm one of those guys that kind of looks forward and, and thinks of, in, in you know, reality. Um, and so I said, hey, I can only really get better, in my opinion, by doing it every single day. So hoops was it for sure. That's crazy. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask what position, why first base?
3: Um, I, I just kind of gravitated to it. I liked it. I tried to pitch a little bit. It was terrible. Okay. Terrible. So I, I could throw it. You know, I mean, I had a little bit of velocity, but I had no control. Okay. Um. So they got to put they, a little Vaseline. Gotta yeah, put a I little grip something. now. I, yeah, they're doing that now these Pine days. Tar, so yeah, whatever little, it takes. It's a big issue right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. I got you know guys complaining about getting injured because they can't use the the grip anymore. But, um. So yeah. So first base was it. I thought I did a pretty good job there. But um, uh, and I enjoyed, like I said, baseball. That's the first thing I did. Um. But uh, you know, had to had to do what I thought was best at that point. So. Um, basketball was it and like I said had a phenomenal high school coach Uh, consider him like my you know second dad he really got me to where I am today Um, Matt Stranigan uh, his his dad Bill Stranigan's a legend Um, he was at Idaho uh, State Um, Matt uh, my coach played at, at Idaho State as well So really took care of me and um, he was hard on me. You know, we're talking about the the 80s. when We had talked about that earlier, (laughs) uh, Jason, earlier in this, that uh, those coaches are a little different. So I remember a lot more hands on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And said a lot of things that. uh, Yeah. So but he, he you know, he did it for the for, you know, my best interest. And he had asked me early on and when I was coming into his school and on a side note, I had a middle school coach because I was the ugly ducking in high school or in middle school terrible i mean i could barely walk and chew gum and that saying is true for me i was (laughs) bad 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 and so i know the feeling of being like not only the last guy picked but like where it's like uh we're, we're good we'll go five on four that that bad so uh, my middle, middle school coach, I was you know I was about 6'3 in middle school, so, uh, and my middle school coach told me uh, at the end, because the high school coaches came to watch, and he was like, yeah, you don't have a chance. You'll probably never play uh, high school basketball here. And I'm like, okay. That's what I needed, actually, because that, that flipped the switch on me. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna work harder than everybody else out here, and got to high school, and the coach said, do you want to be a player? And I said, absolutely. He goes, okay, uh, we're gonna see. Meet me after school. Uh, this afternoon and we're going to go. And so for the next year, every day after school, uh, excluding obviously the season, I met met him and we worked out and he was big into the the, the European, Eastern European plyometrics okay. and yeah. all of those kind of things. So we go in and lift weights and do the plyos and then he worked on my game and it was night and day uh, within a year. I went from, you know, barely getting up on the rim to literally getting up in 360 and within a year. So yeah, it worked.
1: It's a great summer. Yeah, it's a great year. Yeah,
3: and I grew actually four inches
0: in that from that year. Yeah, just
1: your coordination, transformation Mm -hmm. of the body, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in junior high, were you just that kid that got too so tall so quick that you just couldn't? Yeah,
3: I was that guy. The high water pants, (laughs) the the worst shoes you can you know because you where you gonna find you know size shoes so. Yeah, it was bad. It was not. It was not the the best part of my my growing up was middle school. I said I've told everybody I, I did not uh, like middle school.
1: I don't know anybody who likes middle school though. Yeah, I there's I feel like those are the most awkward years Absolutely. for any person.
0: Yeah, it was not
1: good. I feel bad for those who are listening who peaked in middle school, so I apologize.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So your high school team, did you guys have any success, like state title runs or anything like that?
3: Yeah, so uh, my junior year, so my sophomore year, I played both JV and varsity. You know, we could do that there or back then. So I would actually play JV and then come up and play on the varsity. Um, And then we went to state and actually made a little bit of a run and um, actually played really well in the state tournament. Um, So follow that uh, junior year, we win state. Um, we go to state, we win it, um, beat our crosstown rival for that, which was lovely. <laughs> um, come back, obviously preseason favorite uh, to win the state again. Phenomenal season. Go to Colorado, thump on people. Go to Nebraska, thump on people. Uh, come back, and we're doing the same thing. Well, at the end of the year, we kind of start uh, feeling ourselves a little bit, and that we're pretty good. And the team that we had um, beat in the semis to get there, who was who was they're solid. Um, they took advantage of that and beat us in the in the final state final. So we lost it my uh, senior year. It was uh, traumatic for me, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you you know we got there and like I said, the junior year um, was a great run. Uh, we weren't obviously picked to get there that year, uh, so winning that was awesome. But I really wanted that senior year
0: state championship, but they took. In the end, though, not everybody can say they were a state champ. Yeah, you're right. It's a big deal. You're
3: right. So, you know, and I I got to compete in other things. I ran track, actually, in high school. So I ended up uh, second in the 100 and second in the 200 in the state. Um, so, uh, high jumped a little bit earlier on. It's a big man running down those,
1: running down them lane lines. But I was
3: also about 170 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, six, six at that time, about 170. What were you high jumping? Um, I ended up getting about six, seven, six, 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 seven. So it's a big mark. Yeah. Triple jumped a little bit, but not very good at that. I think I was like a 43 something. So not very good there either, but loved to run and, um, did that. And again, Wyoming, I mean, my regional, so you do regionals and then you go to the state. The regional track meet my senior year we we're in Gillette Wyoming and uh, snowing sleet rain so the track literally had water standing then there were snowflakes coming and so we would run go up to the gym they had a dryer and you take off your stuff and throw it in the dryer and sit there and wait and then you get it out and you go back down to the track and get ready to run again that's crazy cold <laughs> cold that I ran crazy. in snow several times back there once in Nebraska uh, for a track meet, so a little different.
0: It's cool. Six, six jumping, high jumping, six seven. That'll get you a D one scholarship. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I actually University of Wyoming. After the season there, uh, basketball season, I I walked onto the track team, and worked out with them, and got to the point where I was going to run for them and then the transferred, so that did Okay,
1: work. so did you, your senior year, did you play baseball as well, or did you just stop playing baseball?
3: I played baseball, uh, no, I stopped. Uh, junior 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 summer was my last summer.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. and then were you doing track all four years?
3: I did track, so funny story about track, I did not run track uh, sophomore year. Junior year, I just happened to be out on the track, and there was a, a math teacher um, that I kind of went back and forth with, he's a track guy, and I said, and I'm watching him run, I'm like, coach i can beat these guys right and he goes oh you can yeah i said yeah he said okay we'll be here tomorrow let's see so i came out and sure enough i think i beat everybody but one guy their their best guy and he's like you want to run track i'm like yeah why not so that's kind of how my track thing started so yeah for my junior and senior year in high school
1: okay i was just yeah i was wondering because you know baseball and track and i was yeah. just like trying to yeah. put two, two together when you stopped playing baseball were you getting looks did you have offers for baseball um, not uh, junior college, like Grand Canyon. Okay. Um, I went to Arizona State baseball
3: camp. Uh, loved that. It was a great time. So more junior colleges than anything else. Okay. Yeah.
1: So all of a sudden we're done playing basketball. We're going ready for college. I know living in the state of Wyoming, I imagine you had some pressure. Oh yeah. About going to Wyoming, but were there, uh, what other schools were you getting interest from? Man, just, I mean, after I got, you know, I was
3: relatively unknown. Wyoming, Colorado State, yeah. some of those went before the Nike camp. And then I went to, and I also had gone to Kentucky Blue Chip Camp, and so Jimmy Jackson was there every year. Um, But when I came home from that Nike camp, man, uh, the mailbox is full and it stayed full for, until I made my, uh, until I committed. So you pretty much named the school. It was, it was, you know, within my grasp with the exception of, you know, I never heard from Duke, um, never heard from Kentucky, but pretty much everybody else was on the, on the table. So, um, and I enjoyed that process. I mean, I, I'd be sitting in class in school and here comes the, the monitor, you know, uh, Hey, someone's you get someone's on the phone. I'm like, what? So I get out of class and get on the phone and, you know, it's a coach from North Carolina State, Coach Mosier. Yeah, you know, I'm in school. I can't really, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, though. But, yeah, so it was uh, it was awesome. The phone r- ringing off the hook at the house. Um, but, you know, I was never home. I was out doing my thing. So it was my mom and dad getting harassed and, and all the time. So But they were awesome mm-hmm. with it, too.
1: Did you go on, like, any visits or? Nope. You- nope.
3: Not Not until I transferred my – but coming out of high school – um, I was I was a Wyoming guy, and Wyoming was at that time was really good. I mean, they had Finnis Dimbo, Eric Lechner, Turk Boyd. I mean, they had beat uh, Reggie Miller in UCLA. Um, that the my would be my junior year, and I think in on ESPN they were preseason number one uh, going well, into that that college season. So they were solid. It I know you a, guys
1: you right there were the two or three guys on that NBA yeah. uh, that oh, roster yeah. the, your freshman year that played in the yeah. NBA. Correct? Yeah,
3: exactly. So. Um, they were solid, so it wasn't like I was, you know, um, choosing a, a bottom yeah. dweller. Um And so I, it just being a Wyoming kid, and the, my, you know, my dad was uh, alumni there, and I think those pressures just kind of got to me, and I, I said, uh, I'll take it. I'm going. Going to be going to be a cowboy. Yeah. Golden brown.
1: But I guess too, you know, the thought of being home, playing in yeah. front of your parents, playing in front of friends and family, yeah. that you know, that's one of those things where you're like, okay, and then. Yeah did you ever have the pressure of being, like, you're the hometown kid, you're getting all these looks, you chose Wyoming over, you know, you're talking about ACC. Oh, yeah. Like, did you ever feel the pressure of, like, being the chosen one? Or Absolutely. And and
3: in looking back, um, hindsight, it was probably the worst decision to stay close to home for me. um, I probably should have got out and got away. Um, And it wasn't because of the pressure of, you know, that I'm the hometown kid. It was I didn't really – Do what i needed to do to become part of that team so in other words on time off boom, i'm shooting back home it's only 30 minute drive yeah so i'm hanging out with all my my high school um, boys and doing those kind of things instead of being locked in with my teammates and i think that was a problem for me um you know i i thought i played okay i I started out pretty well coming off probably seventh or eighth on the off the bench i thought i was doing well got injured Um, took away a little bit of the season for me. Um, But I really looked back and and was immature. Um, And so I think that's had a lot to do with it. Uh, But yeah, the pressure as far as being the guy there, I didn't feel it because I knew that everybody knew what kind of talent was on that team. And those kind of expectations for me right then weren't going to be there. Now, going forward, if I had stayed, there's no doubt that there would have been those expectations by junior, senior year that, you know, you should be one of the guys. So, I'll
2: go ahead.
0: no, I was just curious. What were we talking? Nineteen ninety here? Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. Ninety. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, what was the ultimate decision to leave Wyoming? So,
3: I, I uh, ended up um, getting called into the coach's office. Coach Benny D's, who I love to death, um, um, one of those hardcore <laughs> coaches. I mean, I remember in practice. He's probably gonna like this, but we're in practice one day and we're running, and I see these streaks, like these orange streaks, flying by us as we're we we're sprinting. I'm like. I look over my shoulders. He's he's at the ball rack. We're not running hard enough. And he, it's Roger Clemens on the mound <laughs> with the basketballs, man. He's like, you guys aren't running. Yeah, so, um, so he called me in and and he said, you know, I I have plans. I want I want to redshirt you next year. Uh, I want you to get bigger, stronger, and do those kind of things. And I just at that time again, uh, probably a you know a little immaturity. I thought, well isn't that going to put me behind the guys that are going to get a play next year? Cause you know, there was a couple of freshmen, uh, one being Quinn Higgins, who was another reason I went to Wyoming. We had kind of made an agreement to go together. He was the Alabama player of the year, oh, wow. uh, the year before and was a freshman of the year in the whack that year. Oh wow. Um, so um, I said, man, um, that's tough because I don't get that game time. And so uh, we had a difference of opinion and he said, you know, no hard feelings if it's not going to work for you. Um, but that's what we want to do. And I said, well, that's not what I want to do. And, he said, "All right. So, um, basically you're saying that you're you're going to transfer." And I said, "Yeah." And so he said, "I'll help you get wherever you need to go." And there's no hard feeling. I said, "Absolutely." So, that's kind of how that evolved. Dang.
1: Yeah. So, this, well, I'm guessing this was like the end of the year, Yeah, right? it was the end of the year. The, after, yep. The yep. end of the season meeting yep, with yep. the players. Yep.
3: Wow. It. And it wasn't like it was a a negative meeting. He was yeah. just he just had his plan, his vision, and I had mine, and they didn't mesh and And then again, uh, again, my fault, uh, with relationships on the team, if I probably had better relationships, it might've changed things a little bit, but, um, I didn't do a good job of, uh, fostering those relationships. So it was kind of an easy thing decision for me at that point because I didn't have any real close ties. Uh, and then again, I didn't want that way. I ended up registering anyway, (laughs) but it just, I didn't want it to be on those terms.
0: Now, when you, uh, just Thinking here, so when you what, what conference was Wyoming in at that? We're in the WAC, WAC the original okay, WAC, the, okay. Yeah, so when when you chose Fresno, how did that process come about?
3: So, um, to be honest, I had never heard of Fresno, no. California. I ever. could
1: not imagine somebody from
0: Wyoming
3: yeah. ever hearing <laughs> about Fresno. I knew, California. I knew of Fresno State, only that, um, they we watched game film when I was at Wyoming because we were going to end up playing. Long Beach State, and okay. so they had played Fresno State. So I saw the, the jersey, and I also had seen um, a kid, uh, Dimitri Lambrecht, who ended up being my roommate at Fresno State, but okay. I saw him, and we had played together on, it was called the uh, United States versus Colorado All-American game. So he was pl- on my team for that. So I, I recognized him. I recognized the the name on the shirt, but the city of Fresno, no clue. So I go through the process. I actually really had narrowed it down to Oklahoma State and Florida State. Uh, those were the two that I was going to go to. Yeah. And so what happens is I get a phone call and I kept getting phone calls from a guy from Fresno State. And I'm blown. I'm like, so Coach Dees calls me in his office and he says, Hey, um, my buddy's going to Fresno State. It was Gary Colson, who I knew at New Mexico growing up when he had those teams there. And so I'm like, like, Yeah. So just humor me and just, you know, talk to him and see what he has to say. So before that happens, I get a phone call from a buddy of mine that I knew, again, playing um, all over the country, Steve Taylor, who was here from Seattle. He went to Franklin. Obviously, Franklin and Seattle is a notorious basketball school. So he calls me and he says, hey, I know you're going wherever you're going. It's a free trip, man. You can come in. We'll, you know, we'll hang out, come out to California. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you know what? You're right. Um, I pretty much know where I want to go. And so why not? So I fly out, um, end up really uh, clicking with the, the fellows on the team. Um, they had the major that I wanted, criminology, and and they brought me in when it was like 80 degrees. And <laughs> oh, they trapped you. Oh, they did, and they told me, oh, the weather's like this all year round." <laughs> I'm like... Well, all you've ever
0: heard is California. Oh right? yeah, like,
3: yeah. I had no idea, I'm like, I could do this, you just know. Show you Autry too, Bubba, and then you're yeah, like oh, well, there's Hollywood stars out here well, of too. Of course, you know <laughs> the tour of the campus, and my wife's not going to like this, but uh, we go by the the pool, you know, yeah. uh, eighty degrees, <laughs> you know, California. So I'm like, okay. And then they're like, oh yeah, in the beach, it's only like thirty miles, and I'm like, you know, thirty minutes away. I'm like, oh okay. Were they talking about Lost Lake Beach or uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. because it's not the, the Reedley Beach. beach yeah, I, I don't know. So <laughs> still trying to figure out where yeah, that beach is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it was, um, it was, uh, it was just. A great trip. Um, I felt comfortable. Had a little bit of the ego in that decision to come here because I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go to Oklahoma State, and man, I'm gonna have to work my butt off to just get any time. I said, I can come to Fresno State and play hard and be one of the guys. And so I said, so all the things came together. I felt comfortable. Really clicked with the guys and. And said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, make that choice to to Fresno State." And funny story about that is uh, Coach Sutton at uh, Oklahoma State ended up calling me, and he wasn't happy that uh, I made that choice. So, and he told me about it, but. Um, uh, yeah he had, had some choice words for me so
0: he was already planning his year right yeah here, so. yeah <laughs> and
3: then I look at it they didn't need me they went to the uh you know the title game yeah. like the year before or a year later I think or two years after that because so. that's where
1: he he just came off Kentucky yeah The his yeah. whole suspension scandals yeah. and all yeah. that at Kentucky yeah. but so. who was a coach at Florida State uh it was Pat Kennedy oh, oh yeah. yeah he didn't yeah. go to like the Paul yeah. later on yeah, yeah. great yeah. coach
3: yeah so um but those were the two and um but then you know Fresno State just got in there and did their thing, and it was for the best, ultimately. Um, definitely family-wise, you know, I met my wife, yeah. and, and and those kind of things. So that's kind of how that evolved. I uh, got to Fresno State, and um, you know, like I said, the the uh, the team I felt were family, you know, and everybody, you know, you got Dave Barnett, and, and Pat Rosenberger, and Will Hooker, and my guy, Todd Bernard. So we had, I lived with uh, Dimitri Lambrecht, the big Belgian. Uh, So it was, uh, it was really a good fit. And uh, like I said, I had watched uh, coach Colson at New Mexico, so I knew what he was about. Um, So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I made the decision uh, to go uh, on a personal uh, level, professional level, basketball wise, probably hindsight's 2020, probably not. Um, But, uh, you know, and to do it all over again, basketball wise, I probably would have went to Kansas and played for, for Roy Williams at that.
1: Yeah. definitely knows how to utilize those bigs yeah
3: and the thing is i think i think my skill set would have worked well as far as being a runner because he wants you flying up and down mm-hmm. the floor so you know i couldn't score very well um with my back to the basket but if i can get out and run then i got a chance yeah
0: but it worked out with the family you know that's oh, why i here and you're still yeah. here so still
3: here my wife wouldn't let me go so <laughs> uh she's awesome her family took me in i'm her dad, I consider uh, my dad. You know, he passed a couple years ago, which was tough for us. But, um, you know, they have uh, they have absolutely taken me in and adopted me. And, and she's been awesome. And she reminded me uh, yesterday that, you know, yesterday's our 30 years together. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So married 25, but together yeah. 30. Um. So great, uh, great. There, three wonderful kids. Not kids anymore. Just I have one kid. Uh, the rest teenager though. Teenage. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those had, years. Yeah. He's like twenty five. <laughs> he thinks. <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh. It was definitely the right decision on, on that on that part. And then, and then, really, the Fresno Clovis area kind of feels like home. In reality, I, I you know small I told, town. Oh type. yeah. Oh yeah. And I told uh, my buddy Jock Sarden um, the other day, it's kind of like. You know the Clovis Unified School System, Fresno System, is really like back home. The way that they support athletics with their their kids and are really involved. It's not uh, hands off there, so it was it was really familiar uh, for me. And so that's why I think I've kind of gravitated to to um, to you know coaching in this area and being a part of it. And you know, great people like yourself <laughs> uh, in the basketball world that's out here. Seriously, um, you know, because you go some places, you get to you get to those big cities and. You know, you can't dog uh, dog. Uh, oh, world. yeah. Yeah. And there's no and there's no real relationships. People are you know, it's all about what they can get out of it. But I think that around here is such a great basketball community. Um, everybody that, uh, knows everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're locked in. You know, you know, you know one, you know them all. So <laughs> you might have a different of uh, opinions. opinions on yeah. how to do things and philosophy. And I did come in here uh, for sure um, with some of the high school basketball, but uh, we can That's get to that That's a different story. That's a yeah. whole nother podcast. Yeah. yeah That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We can't break down eight hours.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So also, okay. So you talked about criminology. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously now we know that you're a cop. Mm-hmm. Is that, did you always want to be a police officer? Yeah.
3: So, um, growing up, you know, in kindergarten, what are you going to be? I want to be a police officer. And I think a lot of that had to do with my dad was a, a paramedic. Okay. He was in the medical field. My mom was. So, you know, the, police were always around yeah. and they're always good to me. You know, they, um, I know we hear stories now, they're not so good to, yeah. to, to people, but they were good to me. Yeah. And I, I thought, man, I want, I want to be like them. I want, you know, when I show up people to be, you know, happy that I'm there. Yeah. And so I said, that's what I want to do. And so, That was really a huge part of coming to Fresno State because they had such a, and they do a great criminology department. That's what I was going
1: to ask. Like you talked about Kansas, you talked about Oklahoma State, Florida. I was like, do they like criminology programs not as good as Fresno State? Yeah,
3: and some of them don't even have a quote criminology department. Um, They'll have you know like an administrative administration of justice or something that's a little different. But I wanted that criminology um, degree, so that was huge for me and and getting out here.
1: Oh, that's awesome. All right. So you're at Fresno State. You played for Coach Colson. What was it? Was it your first year you have to redshirt? How was that process? I
3: loved it because I I got to play like I wanted to play because, you know, um, they're worried about those guys that are going to go out on the floor and perform. So they have you playing different roles, different positions. And so I was out like, and it never would happen in high school. Coach Stranding was a uh, man, so I New got scout to team all star. Oh yeah, I got to do it all. I mean, I'm shooting threes. I'm <laughs> handling the ball. I'm guard. I'm like, this is hey, I can. This do is this. my natural position. Yeah, actually, I know. Coach. exactly. I said, you see what I'm doing out here, coach? Come on now. <laughs> Put the ball so, in my hand. Yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, it was great. Um, probably should have spent a little bit more time in the class uh, that year. Uh, it was a good, you know, uh, growing up, a maturing year. But I figured it out. And from that point on, you know, was uh, always in class. And you can ask, they can, you can check on that. I was in class. Uh, <laughs> I did my thing in class. So, but um, that was absolutely phenomenal. I loved that uh, red shirt year. Actually, it was just, it was hard to watch the guys go out and play, especially when they played the rebels, and you know, pretty much had them beat um, uh, that year with with Barnett and and those
0: guys and and Will and Pat. And so I wanted to be a part of that, but you know, it is what it is. Now you mentioned at Wyoming how you were. Not necessarily plugged in with your team because you were so close to home, right? Did that Did that flip completely? Out absolutely,
3: here? absolutely. You, I mean, I just gelled and personality wise, like I said, uh, Todd Bernard and myself, um, you know, Siamese twins uh, a lot. So, um, and you know, he was a player that I felt. Uh, just a little plug for him. Very underrated. He could do it all. I mean, he could post you up. He could get on the perimeter. So, But, yeah, I, I, I meshed really well with everybody, got along with everybody, and, and they took me in and, and treated me like one of their own. You know, the Valley can be a little bit uh, tough to get into, but once you're in, you're good. And you're yeah. locked in. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. locked in. So they did that for me, and, and you're right. I think getting away and having to depend on those guys um, was huge because, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm literally done with practice. Boom, I'm on the road. I'm back home. And those guys are out, you know, hanging out and doing their thing. So that one was on me. But it also
1: forces you to grow up. Absolutely. Become a man, you know, like, you know, you're you're home, but yet, you know, you can always rely on your parents. Now you're multiple states away. It's a little bit harder to, if you need food or something like that, a little harder to just contact mom or dad to send that care package.
3: Yeah, a whole nother level, (laughs) for sure. And I thought I was pretty independent, but... Um, thank God for my wife's family. Um, so many a meal at their house and they always invited me to come in and, and do that. So, uh, but yeah, you, you have to grow up fast to survive. Um, and especially if you're going to be successful, you can survive, but are you going to be successful? And there's a lot of guys that came that they just couldn't, couldn't put it together. So you met your wife pretty early at Fresno State. Yeah. Yeah. I met her probably, uh, we had seen each other coming and going, but, uh, really had met her probably January of that red shirt. Year.
1: So, that's when you locked in. Locked in.
3: <laughs> yeah, she got me and trapped me and brought me back, which we'll talk about uh after playing overseas. Yeah, she got me to come back. She's going to uh she's not happy to hear about that, but yeah, she uh she got me back uh, cuz I had no intention of coming back in reality, so
1: Okay. So what is your welcome to Fresno State moment in basketball?
3: Ooh. Ah, uh, let me see. Actually, it really um there's several, but I the the, the first one that um comes to mind was uh, a open gym um we're playing and you know carl is a freak athlete and everybody's talking about carl ray's gonna get you he's gonna dunk <laughs> on you at some point i'm like he's not dunking on me so we're playing open gym and he gets off on a on a breakaway and so i lock in and i'm coming down the court and i don't know if he sees me but he goes up and i mean he gets up and I catch him and 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 block him. And like I said, it wasn't straight on. He wasn't coming to me, and I'm waiting. Yeah. It was like we're basically coming. We're going to meet at, at the rim we're together. Meet at the rim, and and so I got him. I think that was the first like. And where the the, the you know the other t- players are like, okay, we you know we can we can do something with this. Yeah. And so I think at that point it was like, okay, we're we're going to be good. We're going to be good. So, um, but there's a lot of a lot of great memories. Um, and most of them again are are you know goofy stuff. Not even on the on yeah, the floor. Yeah. Um. And as far as playing, um, one really, really great moment is in Hawaii, we, uh, my senior year. We go to Hawaii, and they're pretty good. And uh, they had a big seven-footer, and and that crowd, I had never, I mean, we've been in the pit, we've been in uh, the Marriott Center, when it was capacity, all over. That was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd, besides selling Arena when we were playing in the NIT, but, um, and it was energized. And so we had gotten down, ended up fighting back, and won the game. Um, And I just remember the feeling of man, that was that was intense. Yeah.
0: Now looking back, you—that's uh, kind of a fun era of basketball for Fresno yeah. State. Just some big time figures in, on that team that are still, you know, around Fresno and you know prominent figures. You had, you know, with and Will Hooker, and I mean, you, every time you name drop, name drop <laughs> Carl <laughs> Harris. Yeah, Carl Harris—that's just big time. You got to play some pretty cool dudes there.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing. That and again. I know that's, you know, kind of what drew me here is those kind of uh, people, you know, the, the character people that they are. And, you know, we had – I know Johnny Hines has been on um, with you guys before. Johnny Hines, I'm going to tell you right now, had not been injured, he would have been a first-round pick, a lottery pick. Oh, wow. He was that good. I mean, the way he was at 375 pounds, yeah. the way he moved at that weight – yeah, we saw we saw because yeah, he was yeah he was talking
1: about how y'all would be running oh yeah and he would just be yeah sitting oh there yeah drinking. Oh, yeah
3: I told my wife yeah I said uh, you know we we get done with practice and <laughs> we do our thing and I'm like Where's uh, yeah two fisted and it's not two fisted cans it's forties right
1: forties
0: yeah yeah wow. so
3: but he was I mean for his his size and man he he man he would have been really really uh, something special and he you know uh, got along with him great. But, yeah, you, you know, the list goes on and on. Brian Santiago, you know, who's um, at uh, BYU, uh, Athletic Director, Associate Athletic Director out there, awesome. Um, I know Seth Marshall, Street Legend in New York. Um, you know, my roommate, another uh, guy, Ted Bull, that uh, really, really skilled. And if he had the opportunity, I think, uh, maybe another program um, would have also done his thing. Because he, he was a guy, he was before his time, and I told him this, I said, you were you were before uh, your time. Like if you were playing now, it'd have been perfect for you because he's six seven, shoots it, bounces yeah. it. But back then. Three-point line's new, yeah, a lot yeah, of people didn't know how to utilize yeah, it. Exactly, and it was that still that, you know, you got a post, you have a power forward, you have a, and so it was a little, it was a little tough for him finding his niche, um, but. He's, he's another guy that's still in, still in oh town yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. Ted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great guy, we, in fact, I just talked to him a couple of days ago, we're gonna go watch a playoff game, and so, I uh, love Teddy Bull, but, um, you know, you had um, uh, DeAndre Austin and uh, Devan Sutterwhite, so, you know, rest in peace, um, he passed a couple of years ago, so, but we had uh, we had some guys. You know.
1: I got a name I got to drop to you because I always wondered this. Charlie Jones, how yeah. was he?
3: Probably the funnest uh, uh, year uh, that I had at Fresno State was when him and Gene uh, came out. Uh, we had some guys that had been dismissed.
1: Okay, I was I was trying to yeah. figure out how yeah. they got those guys from yeah. like the football team and yeah, stuff so like
3: that. We literally, I think, got down to like eight guys uh, on the team, so we couldn't even practice. So uh, and so Charlie and I think Gene were redshirting. So uh, Coach Colson went and asked, hey, do you have any guys that want to come over? And they, they wanted to come over and play. So um, they came over, and, man, you talk about uh, hilarious. Charlie is hilarious. And so, we, and if you see him, um, the, one, the one thing that whenever I see him, I see him a lot now, um, but w- he always brings up is we're in Irvine uh, playing. And so we're, games going back and forth. I end up getting a steal at half court. I don't know how, but I get a steal – and take a couple dribbles and I'm gonna be cute, right? And turn and reverse it, uh, reverse dunk. Well, not paying attention, I'm underneath the rim when I go up. So I just shove it underneath the rim, (laughs) right? So then I let go, because I know if I come down, it's gonna be traveling. So then I, I, I let go, there's a scramble, I get it back, and I go back up to dunk it and hit the back of the rim, and it flies out to like half court. Well, of course, Colson, he's not happy. Yeah. Right. He's You're like, getting subbed out. Yeah. So I'm out. So I get subbed out and I'm walking off the court, and Colson's giving me an earful. And I start going down the bench and I look at uh, Charlie and Gene, and their face is in their shirt, hysterically laughing, <laughs> eyes watering. So I walk by him. I said, Don't say a word. <laughs> right. And that made him even laugh even more so then they were on the ground uh laughing but yeah so he always reminds me of that <laughs> yeah
1: so when you first come to fresno state fresno state's not in the whack no then all of a sudden well, was it your junior or senior year they junior moved, year they moved to the whack yes. what was that like
3: it was awesome because yeah. now all
1: of a sudden you get to play wyoming yes now you're playing against teams that you've played mm-hmm. against so what was Absolutely. that first experience going back and playing wyoming that was uh it
3: was uh i was hyped to say the least and I, you know, proud to say that we won three out of four. Um, so it was really fun. And I, and I'll give uh, Wyoming credit; they were so um, great with me. Uh, I know that um, uh, you know they showed up and had me my letter ja- Letterman jacket from the year prior. Oh, that's prior, great. And, Said if I ever need anything, let them know. They were really first class, and so, but I enjoyed going back and, and back and competing with them. And like I said, we went three and four, won both my uh, senior year, and and split with them my junior
1: year. So did you win the one at Wyoming though the first time?
3: Uh, first time? No, we did not. Oh, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I know. So, but we got them. Got to be fun just to go make that trip back home. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. So, and then actually, my probably well, arguably for me best game uh, at Fresno State statistically was at Wyoming because I think I had 20 or 21 boards oh, wow. and um, I think I had like 18 points and you know several blocks and Theo Ratliff was on the other side so um, it wasn't like it wasn't a good competition yeah. you know
1: how was it for your parents you're a Wyoming yeah. kid yeah. you leave how was it like cause sometimes you hear about those stories where it's like it's hard for the family yeah. because people you know like oh your kid went to Wyoming now he's just leaving so what, how was it for your parents um,
3: it's tough. My mom still is mad about it. <laughs> so my oh, dad, baby obviously, left.
1: yeah. And obviously my
3: dad, cause it's alma mater. Yeah, Right. So, uh, it was tough on them. And like you said, uh, again, a close knit town, um, you know, when you run into people in the store, Hey, how's your, oh yeah, he's not here anymore. So You know, so that was tough for him, but they embraced it at the end, and, you know, I tell a story about my dad. He was very tough on me, very tough, and I'm like, I I very rarely ever heard him say, you did a great job. He always had something to say, like, well, you could have, you know. Uh, So after we played Wyoming, though, another little sweet piece to that is uh, he came up to me after the game. He's like, best game I've ever seen you play. I'm super proud of you, and I was like, I did something, this, yeah. you know, on this game. So, but that's it was awesome. tough for him. But uh, and still is. You know, uh, my mom still, uh, you know, is like, I, I need you to come back and be close to me. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Wyoming weather and me don't mix.
1: Yeah. That's definitely when you get used to this heat. <laughs> yeah. That's a different type of cold. Oh, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's on a different level. And you're like, you yeah, got first of all, you got to talk to my wife. <laughs> and she, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, she's Fresno for life. <laughs> All right, so you played in some big-time games at Fresno State. One of the biggest games I remember, I was also, I'm not going to age myself, but... <laughs> or age me. Yes, yeah. I was younger, hmm. but the NIT win against USC. Yeah. Talk about that game. It was great. Um, you know, we had...
3: Uh, we're, we're doing pretty well, and, and for that season, a little bit of a disappointment at the end. Uh, you know, we were ni- had 19 wins at the end of the year and thought we, we had a chance to get into the NCAA tournament, and so... Not getting that opportunity kind of stung a little bit, but then we were like, okay, we're gonna people wrong. We're going to go in and make a run at, at this thing, and and it really came down to. And I tell people that little things matter in basketball. We literally lost on a we had a tip dunk win against us, or you know that they won. At, UTEP came to us the first game of the year. We didn't box out. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> so tip dunk, they win. Okay. So there's 20 wins, just boxing yeah. out. Um, we go to El Paso and um, the guy who had hit uh, a couple um, um, game-winning shots hits a half-court shot on us to win the game so they beat us twice at the buzzer so that's we're at 21 wins right there there's no doubt we're going to the ncaa tournament but we didn't make it so we go to uh nit we're, we're ready to go for usc um, great game plan uh, guys are locked in We're a little concerned about brian santiago he was kind of um, um, hobbled with an ankle so we're like oh, we hope he makes it he came out uh, played a great game, and, and we just, you know, we we were ready to compete. And I think they, you know, as, as teams that come from bigger divisions uh, or conferences do, they might have taken us a little lightly and didn't understand, you know, we were all senior laden. We had a lot of seniors, and we had played together a couple of years. And and um, by the time they figured that out, it was kind of one of those things that's too late. You know, we're, we're, we we're got that momentum. We've been there before. We've been in tough games before, so you're not going you know, um, out workers at the end and so crowd was was bonkers they were going nuts it was loud as it's ever been you know those that uh, don't have the opportunity to be at selling other than the you know when we're doing the section finals for basketball um it's really uh disappointing that you don't get to see that the way that it was running you know in the oh. tunnel in the beginning of the yep.
1: game and the music and it's a different feeling. It's on, like stadiums now, they're bowed out so you can fit more people. Yeah. Where it's you know, the oh, older yeah. stadium. they're built up yeah. so it's, it's, you feel the noise, you yeah. feel that atmosphere yeah. just right on top of you.
3: It was uh, definitely rocking that night. And so we just stuck to our game plan. Everybody um, did their job um, and played to the level that they were expected to play uh, and, and played their part and, and it worked out for us. And, and even the bigger win, honestly, was the next one against BYU because we had a pretty good rivalry against BYU and especially with Brian Santiago coming from that, that region. Uh, he really wanted that one and and we hadn't beaten them that year and I think we lost to them in the semis to go to the um, the championship okay. for the conference. So, uh, we wanted to play them and so beating them was, was, for the players, was probably as big as a USC game was for fans um, and then Obviously, we go to Manhattan and get a Skia Jones 62 point. There's nothing we could do with him. Yeah, Everybody on the floor guarded him. I think I'm the only one that didn't, and that was just because I was a little bit smarter than everybody else and said, I'm not even going to (laughs) try. I'm not trying to be on somebody else's highlight reel. No, it was ridiculous. He had 62. I think we lost by like 20. So if he gets 40, we're in the game.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. if we just hold him to forty,
3: I I t- I said you know he needs to probably cut us a check, uh, for when he you know uh, got into the league because I think he had a you know got in the league for a little bit because I know that game.
1: Thanks for got him there. Oh yeah, that was
3: his ticket. Oh yeah, they're like this dude can he can shoot a little bit, but it was a it was not an ideal situation. So we were supposed to have a home game. We we're supposed to play them at home, but hockey had already been scheduled. Oh, so we couldn't do it at home. Well, so we had to go out to Manhattan. Well, it was during their spring break. So, and it was cold and miserable. So we get out there, just a dead environment. Nobody's in the stands because again, all, you know, their student bodies on, on break and, and we were let down because we wanted to play at home. No excuses, we got our butts kicked. But I think that, uh, you know, the start of the game was just one of those deals where it's like, man, um, do we really want to be here right now? And, and again, by the time you wake up, it's too late. This
1: dude's on fire. I want to go back, though, against USC, because there's something you didn't talk about, and I just kind of want to know that feeling. You had a dunk at the end of the game that was just monumental, that kind of was like the icing on the cake. Talk about that feeling and how loud it, I imagine, just being there when you dunk it, because that's the dunk that put you guys up by three, right? Yeah. Pretty much iced the game. Right. Just talk about that feeling and just the atmosphere after you just flush it. Yeah. It was... um you know, I couldn't uh, I couldn't score very well, right? We That's noted. But
3: what I could do is, is get up and dunk a little bit. So, um, again, and I knew at that moment in the game, you know, as a player, it doesn't matter if you're a guy that can score or not, you want the opportunity to be a part of a special part of the game. And, and so I knew, you know, where we were at in the clock and being able to get up and get that dunk. And like you said, the, the crowd recognized how, you know, that that's a, a critical part of the game and went nuts. And, you know, it just – I can't describe the feeling it's, um, it's, you know, and that's what athletes chase is that feeling and not necessarily always the crowd, but just the feeling of you're being a part, a critical part of that game and helping your, your family, your team, um, be successful. And, and so, um, yeah, that was uh, definitely a highlight for me personally on an individual level.
1: I think you are downplaying yourself. You were a walking double, double, (laughs) like I don't like, (laughs) People probably listening yeah. and like, oh, like oh, he's very modern. No, yeah. You are a walking double double, coach. <laughs> yeah. So I know that, um, you know, the
3: uh, coach Jimmy Saya, who I loved, you know, loved the death. He's um, my college coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he, uh, you know, he had come to me during the year, and he's like, hey, you know, you're leading the nation in rebounding. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, you got to keep it up. So, but there was a guy out there named Bo Outlaw, that uh, yeah, that guy. You talk about the, the he was the Dennis Rodman. Of uh, college basketball that year, he was just a vacuum. But so uh, I just loved, I enjoyed rebounding because it was something that um, you know uh, not a lot of people wanted to do, to be honest. Um, and you know, you just gotta, you just gotta, and, and you have to think. It's not just a physical thing. You really have to gotta be able to read those bounces too. Yeah, and know you know someone shooting from a certain um, spot on the floor. You know, uh, statistically, where is that ball going to go most of the time? And then putting yourself in that position to get there. So I like that part of it. And um, and then, again, um, you know, rebounding as a, as a big, you know, if you get a rebound and can get it uh, out and get, a, get everybody running, you know, to be honest, it gives you a chance to get a little bit of a breather too, because if you can get it out right, especially with <laughs> Carl true. Ray,
1: that's true. He's gone. He's gone. You're like
3: so, I get it and get it out to him. I know what's happening, and I can I can get myself a little bit of a, a of a rest. Um, even though most of the time I still that you know that uh, OCD in me would like uh, everything's a mess, so I take off running anyway, even if it's a layup. And I you know I tell my my youngest that today I said, no shot is in until you see it drop through that net. That's true. Ever. I don't care if it's somebody's down the floor by themselves going to do a layup start sprinting the floor because you just never know
1: that's the thing too though like people don't realize when you're a big the coaches always say if you ain't getting that rebound you better sprint oh, yeah and oh, that yeah. is a 94 foot sprint yeah Back is a long, and forth. that's a long it's run it's a
3: long run especially if you have teammates that aren't going to look for you <laughs> yeah it, it, you know there had been times not with, not with president <laughs> state necessarily but Times where I would say, you know, I pull the guard aside and say, do you want to rebound? And he's like, what do you mean? Well, if you don't start giving the ball up a little bit, you're going to be rebounding because that's not what I'm going to end up doing.
1: You Because you're like, I'm, I am i didn't join cross yeah. country.
3: It, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That, I did. And that's what, hey, I ran 100 and 200 in track. I didn't run the, you know. <laughs> the, the 1500. Yeah, it wasn't me. So I'm not doing the staple cheese chase. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, but, uh, you know, I, I just sound kind of my niche with rebounding and running. And, um, and you know, the same thing that I know you've preached coaching and, um, that do what you do well. Yeah. Um, and if that's what you do well, run and and rebound. Everyone has a role and you got to
1: maximize your position. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Attitude
1: and effort. Yep.
0: You okay. did it well, that's for sure, because you're still in the top ten in Fresno State history in rebounds and shot blocks. So. Yeah, yeah.
3: the kind uh, I was talking about before we came on air the kind of talent that's coming through
0: Fresno State. It won't be long before <laughs> those are erased. So, <laughs> bring a lot of uh, of top talent in. So, and I like to. See now, do you do you have one of those uh, block shots that stands out in your mind? There was a lot of them, but yeah. Um, I would say probably at uh,
3: at Utah because I've uh just you know we're playing at Utah and Van Horns playing at the time. Um he's a young guy so you know he wasn't what we saw with the Sixers but he was still, still Keith, Van yeah, Horn. He was Keith Van Horn. Um but Still a you know, lottery pick. Oh yeah so we're going back and forth and they had um, um one of their decent guards comes down the comes down the hall and I'm I'm waiting for him and I think I sent it in like to the second or third row and if you know their arena um, there's like a wall, and then uh, you know, like a, yeah. the little uh, top fence area, and threw it in like the second or third. And, and I remember that because you know it was a critical time in the game as well. And uh, you know, and everybody's like, "Well, why would you throw it in the stands instead of throwing it back that way? We can get a you know a fast break going." But that one really stands out because it just, you know, I felt like, man, my timing is perfect on this one, and, and
1: it was a critical time. In the That's awesome. Yeah, it felt good too. It was on Keith Van Horn too. Yeah, which...
0: so it was it was good. It's, cool. it's always the the highlight one too where you just like yeah. block it clear out of the gym yeah yeah no, all right so
1: it. your Fresno State career comes an in um I, I imagine you got your criminology degree at the time right well. actually um oh
3: don't don't like, don't tell my kids But <laughs> I thought I was gonna be an NBA guy so throughout okay honestly throughout um my time at Fresno State I really never entertained that I'm gonna play basketball after college I really okay. thought I'm gonna go in you know go to the police academy and do my, Until my senior year, I started having, you know, better success.
1: started averaging, darn near a
3: double-double. Right, and so I'm like, and so then there's some, you know, some buzz buzz about, hey, you might have a chance, and I'm like, oh, I might have to get this, you know. So we get done with the season. Um, I'm going to graduate as long as I just go to school that year. Um, No, I decide, you know what, I'm going to go work on my uh, game to get ready for the draft. So a couple guys, the agents down in L.A. said, hey, fly down here. Mario Bennett was on there, was one of their guys. Uh, from Arizona State uh, so he said you, you guys come down here and you guys will work out and get ready so I left uh, to go down there and work out which didn't pan out um, I ended up getting drafted but it was in the CBA so uh, not the NBA but um, so I didn't work out and ended up cutting my uh, my school short and so I went back obviously and got it done but it would have been nice to have gotten it done that at that point were you about like a semester oh left? yeah that was it that was my my final semester and walked
1: midway. Okay, so who drafted you in the CBA? Uh, Pittsburgh Piranha. Okay, yeah, so
3: I got the contract and looked at the all of that ten thousand dollars they were going to pay me, <laughs> and said uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, but what kind of the backstory of that is? There was a couple teams that showed some interest: um, Houston and Milwaukee. Okay, and so I think Milwaukee that was kind of their. They kind of deemed their farm system team. Okay, And so um, they had said, hey, we want you to go there, get some work in, and then we'll see what happens. And I was like, I'm not willing to work at uh, Vaughn's or whatever their store was while I'm playing back. Because that's what you need to do. You have to have another job. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to survive. Yeah, exactly. So I said, I'm not willing to do that. So it led me to go um, and play overseas.
1: Okay. And so where was your first stint overseas? So I
3: went to Switzerland. Um, first uh, Lugano Switzerland which uh, beautiful country uh, went over there um, uh, to get ready to you know do my thing and and I was a little bit different about how I approached going overseas I really approached it as this is a business and a, and a job and so kind of the thing that I did that was you know that I had been told to do is make sure that they give you money when you land as soon as you get off the floor that way they're tied into you and because you're tied into them you're over there yeah so um, that was kind of the agreement well um character heart from UCSB Santa Barbara was my teammate over there but when I got off the plane there's no money so I'm there probably about a month and you know they're taking care of everything yeah you know I'm covered but I'm like you guys need my money and so um, we're going back and forth I said well we're just going to kind of do like a tryout in Italy here in another week or so I said it's not a tryout like I signed the contract it's a done deal Well, okay, well, we'll give you the money after Italy. So um, they ended up uh, giving me a portion of what they were supposed to. And uh, needless to say, I got on the train back to Milan, Italy, and got on the plane. So, uh, and then after that is when uh, I changed agents, and um, he found me a spot in
1: Argentina. Okay, so how much, so did you ever get all your money from Switzerland? No. No. So so you always hear these stories. Yeah. You always hear these stories about going overseas and the kind of, just play yeah you just yeah. don't end up getting your money which Absolutely. is I, it has to be the most frustrating yeah. thing yeah what are you gonna do yeah because you're over in a country that you really don't know you don't speak the language right you don't know anybody yeah and we, we go back to this so how many americans were allowed to be on the team too? two which you know people don't understand yeah. like it's not like that's crazy yeah the so top, how long were mostly the,
3: most of the top divisions you only get two yeah
1: so it was only two so how long were you technically over in europe before you Decided. I was
3: only there a month and then came back. Yeah, so I wasn't like I said. I, I had a different approach. I wasn't gonna. A lot of guys are like, "Well, whatever. I'm getting fed. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm they're still gonna taking care in. of my yeah. housing. My yeah. I'm gonna do. I wasn't that way. I'm like, I'm here to get paid.
1: Were you supposed so, to get paid monthly or weekly? Uh, or uh,
3: it was supposed to get paid weekly. So I said, no. I'm I'm good.
1: So is there any with when you leaving because you you said you assigned a contract is right. there any issues with that because they just no. didn't pay you it's just
3: yeah exactly i i to me you you avoided that contract by not doing your part
1: so was there ever a signing bonus when you
3: that was the when, when i were supposed to, to land live, yep when i was gonna land they were gonna give me that and and that didn't happen they gave me a portion of it not even all of that
0: dang it was, a little, it was a little sketchy from day one right yeah, on absolutely arrived. yeah oh.
3: beautiful Beautiful, beautiful place. Lugano, Switzerland is unbelievable. It sits off of a lake. It you still is, gonna ever go back?
1: Get your money or? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. They're probably looking for me, right? <laughs> He's somewhere in Italy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So
3: yeah, so yeah, so I get back and, um, like I said, change agents and end up finding my way. I, I get a call. Hey, you want to go play in Argentina? Why not? Let's go. And so um, I didn't know at the time, but um, I arrive. And uh, they picked me up at the airport. And again, they, they picked me up and they're like, You don't look like 6'11. Never told you, know, it wasn't me that told you that, after, You know, whatever. Yeah. So I, you know, so I think there's a little bit of expectation uh, on their <laughs> end when I that was a little bit bigger than I was, but that was fine. But it was tough because it's like you get off the plane, like, Hey, we're going to go do a workout. I have been on that literally for 10 hours because, you know, I flew from yeah. California to Miami to. I'm like, oh, okay. So going to the gym, there's a, there's a young player at the time that they were bringing up from their junior team, Fabrizio Alberto, uh, who played for the Spurs. Yeah. So he's there. He's a the youngster. And they're like, okay, we're going to have you guys work out. So we worked out. It, w- it went well. Uh, had a good workout. Obviously, he was young and still developing, so I took advantage of him a little bit. Um, uh, but obviously, he got a lot better. <laughs> uh, so, but, so I did that. And then come to find out, uh, I have a, a teammate that, uh, that I know that is a Fresno State alum. Jervis Cole, so that was awesome. He, um, he was he was really good, and not a lot of people know this. Jervis was that guy over there, like that guy. He was, and I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. He was LeBron, Kobe, whoever you want to put in that over there. He was that guy. MVP two or three years in a row on the best team. They won. You know, they go to the year the the Southern Cup uh, for basketball, and he was that guy.
1: Yeah, he had, he we we had talked about because I remember sitting. I think we were doing we were at Buchanan like AAU tournament or something, yeah. and we were sitting at the door, and you were kind of just talking about your days playing in Argentina, yeah. playing with And I remember you telling him, like like he was treated like like the oh, man, yeah. like a god, like oh, yeah. And so we kind of talked that we kind of brought that up with Jervis, and Jervis is, he kind of talked about that. But I remember you were the one story that kind of t- stood out to me is talk about the plane rides because you were oh
3: my goodness. Yeah, they don't have the same kind of guidelines and rules that we have over here. So we went. uh, The one specific is we went to Oswilla, which is at the very the last piece of civilization before the South Pole. Like there's penguins that come up into their sea. So they were opening a gym, and so we were doing an exhibition game for them. And so we flew down there, and I'm like, what? These pilots who who was up in the you know who was up there flying this thing because they. yeah, it's a different level of, uh, of flying. So was we, it
1: Madagascar, the cartoon movie oh Madagascar? My, I'm <laughs> serious.
3: And what made it worse is on the way back. So we flew from there actually to Buenos Aires. We had um, games there, but I had gotten sick. So not only was it like riding a roller coaster, and and the planes aren't in very great shape. I mean, like literally, like you know, the seats are kind of moving, and it's just so I'm not feeling good. And we're on this plane. It's it, I was like, yeah, I'd rather. Because normally we'd take the bus. They took out, so they'd have a bus and they took out all the seats and they throw a bunch of mattresses in. So oh, you nice. claim a mattress because you're on the road yeah. four, six, eight hours. And so I'm like, even as bad as that was, I will take the bus ride. Because this is not cool. Yeah, it, yeah. They, they, back then it was a little different the way they flew, not, <laughs> not the business for sure.
1: So what was your favorite moment playing in Argentina?
2: Uh,
3: definitely, um, you know, just going around and seeing the way that their, their fans cheered the games. It was like a mini soccer environment where the chanting and the drums and the energy in the, in the, in the gyms. And, you know, and then again, like I said, playing alongside, uh, a Jervis while we played together was, uh, was unbelievable. And, and, you know, the level of basketball over there is really good. Uh, obviously we see that. Yeah. We see the type of players that come over from there. And, and on my team, it was pretty much their national team. I mean, we had four or five guys that were on the team that beat the U S that year from Argentina and they were on our team. So, and that I really was fortunate that way that I landed on a team that was really, really good. Uh, they had won it the, the last, the last two years, I think. And so we're trying to do it that year. And we had some bumps in the road and Jervis ended up, um, leaving the team, uh, that year. So, um, I continued to play, uh, it was a funny story that we had a, a coach, and he wasn't fond of Americans too much being on the team. He played over there. And so one day he's got this book out, and he's trying to tell us how to do, um, you know, a specific deal on defense. And book it's like a Boy Grant book. Oh. And so I'm like – and he was doing it all wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, Coach, that's not – and he goes, oh, I'm. I said, do you know that, like – this dude, first of all, Jervis played, you know, yeah. it, it, and then not only that. So he was at Colorado State when I was being recruited and I was over there all the time. And I'm like, so I sat in practices, I watched, and this is not what he, <laughs> you know, so that didn't make him happy either that, uh, you know, I called him on that. But, yeah, so um, he, was a little, he was a little tough, the coach. Um, but Jervis left, continued to play, um, and then it, uh, that Christmas, everybody goes home. So I got to go home. Um, I go home and I get a call from the agent. Hey, um, they don't want you back. I'm like, I'm back. I I don't know. I said, well, because the last game there was a triple-double for me. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm like, I just played a pretty good – had a pretty good game and had been playing pretty well. I think it had a lot to do with, again, who the coach was. So the agent said, hey, I can get you another team in in Argentina if you want to go back or we can look to go somewhere else. I said, "Ah, maybe we'll look to go somewhere else. So he works out a deal for me in Turkey, Ishmir, Turkey. And so I said, "That sounds like a, a plan." I'm not—I don't know about Turkey, but I'll give it a shot. So, um, it, it one of those kind of things in fate. I think I go uh, to get a, go to the airport a couple times, and there's a mix-up with me getting on the plane, um, where the, the stuff's not jiving in the system, and probably has something to do with I was trying to leave from Cheyenne, Wyoming, too. The airport's probably not the most advanced, but honestly, I'd gone to, uh, twice. So the second time when it was all messed up, I told I looked at my mom, I said, this ain't for me. Like, this is it. Yeah. It's a wrap. Um, I'm not willing to, because I wasn't that way. And that, I think that uh, recognize that and understand that early helped me. But I wasn't that guy that was going to chase it until the end of the, you know, to the end of the world. Yeah. I just wasn't. I said, I had other plans prior to basketball. Uh, I think those are great. And so I think I'm going to start, you know, get started on that part of it. And. Looking back on the basketball side, should I have chased it a little bit more? Absolutely. I had a lot more. I think, honestly, for me, I was just starting to mature basketball-wise and physically um, during that run. Um, but emotionally, mentally, I wasn't into it like I needed to be. You got to really be, you know, like these uh, th- these guys that have played years overseas and stuff. Um, you know, uh, Tazelle, all these guys. You know, they were committed and and they knew what they wanted. and They wouldn't got it you know so for me not so much and so that's where you know my wife comes into play right so I'm I'm back home I think I'm probably gonna settle into Colorado somewhere and and do my thing and she's like hey just come out and visit you know because we're still together yeah because I was trying to get her to come my way and she says hey just come out and visit all right so I come out
1: what was the the weather then
3: oh oh yeah (laughs) yeah exactly Um, so actually you're right because you know at that time it's Winter in Wyoming. So. Oh, yeah. So I come out and end up getting a job, uh, you know, and everything's great. We end up getting married. And then I run into a, um, uh, a lieutenant that was at the Fresno Police Department that I did an internship for okay. uh, when I was at uh, Fresno State. And he's like, uh, you still want to, you know, be a, a cop? I go, absolutely. He goes, all right. Um, there's space in the academy. You got to, you know, go test and do all that. Um, but you need to hurry up because it's filling up. Because back then, actually, people actually liked police, you know, it was a little different, um, honestly.
1: You had to be probably the biggest cadet out there. Oh, yeah, (laughs) for
3: sure, for sure. So, and a lot of running, which wasn't my favorite, by the way, not the sprinting, a lot of running, distance running. But so he said, said, yeah, um, go ahead and uh, apply. And I did it and got in the academy. And fortunately, uh, a couple weeks before graduation, Fresno Police Department came through and then hired me at that time. And uh, started working for them, worked for them uh, just uh, probably about seven and a half years. Um, ended up, um, unfortunately, after leave, having to leave um, from them um, and took about a year off. I had a, a, a injury, so uh, took about a year off. And in that year, what am I going to do? Like, this is all I ever wanted to be. You know, basketball yeah. played a part, but um, this is all I really wanted to do is be a cop. So what am I going to do? What's comfortable? What do you know? Uh, well, right away. It's basketball. And that kind of was introduced to me through Brian Santiago. He had come back. He was selling uniforms and stuff on kind of his side job. And so we met up and he goes, Hey, you're interested in coaching? I said, Yeah. He goes, um, Well, I got a buddy that's over coaching at Buchanan, just got the job a couple of, or a year ago, I think, which is Jack Ferdinand. And he says, So I'm going to bring you over and introduce you. And, and we had known each other and, you know, because yeah. he was at USC when we beat him. Yeah. And, and so um that's right Jack I said when we beat y'all so <laughs> um so you know he I go over and and we start talking he's like oh man I just filled you know all, basically all the head coaching positions but if you're still interested I'm like yeah I have nothing else to do so for that year I assisted JV and um and varsity I did both and so I was with him and it was a great experience and very knowledgeable uh, about basketball obviously yes he's been around forever and and I really loved Jack and and so I did that and, you know, different levels, as you know, through at Buchanan over the years from middle school to, you know, assistant on uh, varsity to JV. And so I have loved my time uh, coaching, especially in the Valley. Um, I like the competition. I like the, the coaches um, and the culture of, of uh, basketball here. It's uh, it's it's unique and and I enjoy competing against you know the quote big boys when we get to right from socal and in northern california so and we've had some you know it was great with uh coach swain when he came in building that program um obviously jack left for some health reasons and um but uh swain came in and we were kind of down and it kind of helped that uh alex verdig was part of that and ryan swain and uh jackson carbajal and and uh his his cousin cooper started it and then my, and again, it's like picking your favorite uh, kid, um but kind of the the guy that started it all, Brandon Spurley yeah, you know, my guy. that's my guy, you know, so um watching his transformation and and him turning, you know, he was the one that really turned that ship around. I mean, first time that they had beat Clovis West, Brandon, you know, six five kid who can yeah, do it all, do it all. and he did. And so that was that was and that was a blast, you know, changing that culture and and turning that program around and starting to actually. You know where you show up in the gym, and it's not a joke. Yeah, you know it's like no, these guys are coming to play. So that was uh, that was really a, a good time, and have seen you know. And then uh, Eric obviously stepped down, and now a principal at uh, Clovis West. Um, so that was that was good. A um, lot of lot of great friends and and um, relationships here um, developed because of the basketball. So I am. I'm, it was unfortunate I had to leave Fresno PD, but it ended up working out in my favor. And then ultimately. Um, Coaching in the district, they had a an opening for the police for their police department, and I said, "Well, am I going to be able to do this?" And they said, "Yeah, absolutely. We have our own, you know, requirements and stuff." So joined up with them and been with them. Well, I was with them what 16, 17 years. I left this past year to go teach. I was at Clovis East uh, teaching criminal justice, criminal investigation. Nice. And so I'd done that, and said, "You know what? I got, I'm not done with that uh, other side yet." And so. Uh, my position hadn't been filled. And so when they opened it up, I reapplied and went through it. And I tell people, and it's honest truth, it was harder to get it back than it was to get it originally. I mean, I went through some serious interviews for this, like very, uh, uh, intense questioning, um, you know, as far as the position. And so I, I really felt like I, um, not that I didn't earn it the first time, but I really earned the position back, uh, this last time. And, so as far as coaching goes, I haven't really coached in the past year. COVID really impacted yeah. that, um, and so getting that itch again to to get back in the gym somewhere it's kind of tricky, you know. With my youngest, um, you know, playing Going as a freshman, right? So you know, I don't, I know that coaching will take away from me, you know, seeing uh, some of his stuff. Um, so, but I, I want to, you know, I think it's time to get back in the gym again. So,
1: are we allowed to make this announcement on? this podcast <laughs> with your son? Does people know that he's going to I, where well, he's going? He,
3: he's been playing the last couple of days, okay. so I'm sure that, uh, some people do, yeah.
1: So do you join Vance's staff? I, I think, think he said.
3: I think, he's, I think he, he's got a great staff. He's got a great staff. I don't think that um, there's a need. Um, if there was, then absolutely. I mean, you know, we talked about it off air. You know, Vance is completely the same person, but the different way that he's doing things yeah. at, at West. And you know, when when Vance went to City, we had actually uh, met. Uh, is him, uh, myself, uh, Tony, and um, who else was there? Owen Laboe. We so we met for lunch, and I was thinking about going and helping out at Fresno City College at that time. Um, so it, it you know there's there's a relationship there from the past. Um, ultimately I stayed at Buchanan, the athletic director at that time, Chris Hansen, said, Hey, we're bringing in a new coach. You're kind of, you know, yeah. the the guy that's been here. Can you stay and and, and help us out? And so I, I chose to stay at Buchanan at that time. And, and just logistically because at city college, that's a drive. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if, if there was a need and, and those kind of things definitely would not turn, would not turn them down. But, um, but yeah, I want to get Should back. Should we call him right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I want to get back. I mean, I miss it. I miss the, the, the interaction and relationship with the kids, that's the biggest part is and teaching them to do things the right way. And it's not just basketball. That's the small part. It's life. You know, Uh, how are you going to persevere, overcome? Are you going to be able to follow directions? Um, Are you going to be a good person, a good teammate? It's not all about you. All right. Um, You will be involved if it's about us, like everybody will get a piece if we all do well. Um, So, you know, those little life lessons and, and I, you know, the best part of, of, what I see now is when I have former players that reach out, text me like Father's Day, I'll get, you know, 20 texts. Hey, happy Father's Day coach. I see them out in the community. I see guys that I used to coach are now coaching kids that, you know, uh, like my son. So um, I really enjoy that part of it, you know, so and learning. Um, w- the easiest way to learn is that doing uh, doing that with something that you enjoy to do. Uh, cause you're already engaged, you're locked in. and I learned so much. it doesn't matter from who it could be somebody with very little experience, but they see things a different way that maybe you're not looking at it and you can incorporate that. So um, I love learning new things. I love the way the game's evolving. I wish I would have played in this era because i there's no way that I wouldn't have played um, in this era because of i could I could guard the pick and roll. yep. Um, you know, I definitely could pick and roll and get to the basket and throw it up for me. So I, am like, man, I miss my, I miss.
1: My and we all know you party. could have shot the three. There, yeah. you know. Oh, I would have got it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's no doubt. I would, I'd have locked in on that bad boy. Yeah, I'd have been. Hey, at least I'd have been shooting it. Hey, well,
1: not many people can say the very last game they played professionally was a triple double.
3: Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you know, not many yeah.
1: people can say, hey, my very last game, I Absolutely. Have tr- I got a triple double. Absolutely,
3: so. went out on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went on my own terms, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but yeah it was um it was a, definitely a fun ride it's not over um you know people have asked hey you know on the coaching side do you ever want to be a head coach and not really um eventually maybe but right now I love being a part of of uh you know quality programs or building programs or even if they're established uh getting in there and doing my thing so
0: when you take your next head coaching job <laughs> remember me <laughs> There's something to be said for just being that assistant, getting to yeah. do all the work oh, and yeah. getting to coach, yeah. but not having to deal with all the head coaching. And not you get only, to deal with basketball. Yeah. You just and, deal yeah. with basketball. And, all, and not only that, the relationships are different with players.
3: You know, head coaches is a little different. Like uh, you can be the, the good bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. You can demand a lot but still be the good guy, and, and they don't always get that with the head coach um, No, yeah. you can't. You can't be that way as the head coach, um, unfortunately. So that's what I like is that uh, that part part of
1: No, definitely. Definitely. Well, your oldest son, he coaches, right?
3: Yeah. So he coached and then he left. So he's in Montana. Oh, wow.
1: uh, Yeah. Doing his own
3: thing, enjoying life, doing really, really well. Awesome. Said he's never coming back. (laughs) I said, you didn't learn from your old man that cold weather is not where you want to be. So, but um, James is doing um, really, really well and loves Montana and like I said, I don't think he'll be back. My daughter is at uh, Centenary College in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, she got an extra year. She's playing there, Division Three. Nice. Um, so they're terrible. I'm sorry, Janae, your team's terrible. <laughs> but she is she has really come along. She was one of those, uh, in, in my opinion, late bloomers, and she was young. She graduated at 17. Okay. So she's just starting to physically, you know, um, be where she needs to be. So, but she loves it. Um, What's teammates? her major? Uh, she's going to be education. She nice. She like her mom. So nice. she wants to be uh, elementary uh, teacher. So she'll get that wrapped up here this semester, or actually by the end of the year, because she wants to play her her uh, yeah. her last year. So she has to enjoy, yeah, enjoy. So and that's what she said. I'll never have the opportunity. Is she coming again. back home too, or she said she don't want to come back home. <laughs> so I think she'll end up uh, she'll end up back here though. That's right. I said I called it. I'm predicting it like uh, Barkley, You know, we hit the button. He's predicting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't so. know if
1: you know, but Charles Barkley never Yeah, right. I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right about that. I think he just does it for the Krispy Kreme yeah. donuts. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. So she's doing really, really well, and so just got the young one to see what he's gonna do, and um, you know, if he'll if he'll grow and I I when I look at him, I'm like, okay. And the same thing I we was gonna talked ask, about, do you see
1: a lot of similarities?
3: Um, I see just what you had said about your son that um that that uh, you know he's better than I was at that at that point i'm never going to admit that to him yeah (laughs) i don't want him to hear that because he thinks that he's you know (laughs) he's arrived and he's not even close but at the same point he's a little bigger yeah um definitely a lot better a lot better i mean you guys don't understand at that age i was bad like bad um and so the things that he does there's no way i would have ever been able to to do at his age but Basketball is different now. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Yeah. So where they're at now, he needs to be a lot better than than I was. Yeah. You know. So um, it's it's you know you got to work on your craft. You have to love it. And um, I've always preached. I never forced him to do anything. Uh, any of my kids. But if they wanted to do it. Then I want to make sure that yeah. you do it. You know, we're not going to be half in. You're going to end up doing it. Uh, you know, all the way yeah. in. So,
0: well, maybe, we'll see. Maybe he can have a big freshman year of development, just like yeah. you did. Oh yeah,
3: no, that's what I'm looking at. You know, just work hard, listen to your coaches, um, and and we, we preach in my house is attitude and effort. Those things you can you can control. You can, yep. um, but the other things you might not. The ball might not drop. You might not get playing time. But your attitude and your effort yep. can always be the same. It Doesn't matter what it is. He's gonna get good coaching over there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and they got a good young group of kids they too. Do. They're Up talented. There. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at him like, wow. Does he even gonna? Is he gonna play? Because they they're they're solid. So, um, but you know, his mom's over there uh, in administration. So
1: he ain't getting away with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing.
3: And so that was the, you know, that was the, really the impetus for the move. Is that, you know, she wanted her her baby with her, yeah. and I had the other two with me at Buchanan. And so she wanted to have that same, you know, that same dynamic, and I don't blame her, you know. Even though it is West, I am sorry. <laughs> one day, uh, one day I'll uh, I'll buy in, right? No, yeah. I, no, I've really appreciated uh, that uh, the West uh, folks—they've—they've they've really taken us in, and and so it's been it's been great so far, and you know, great friends over on the Buchanan side. But that's everywhere, you know. I saw um, Tim Ammonson yesterday, and was like, we, you know, hit it off, start talking, like yeah. we haven't, you know, like we just have been together for the last two weeks. Um, so uh, he's he's been good. Everybody's been good, you know. Um, obviously, Tony, I played against Tony at, when he was at Pacific. Yeah. He lit us up for 36. <laughs> we beat him, though. But he That's what matters. Up. Yeah. So I got a poster, actually. I think I showed him. Um, they took a poster, and I'm up trying to block his shot as he's doing a runner down the middle of the lane. Okay. Can't tell whether I got it or not because it's like right before either yeah. it goes over my hand. Or right or if I, it nicks it. Yeah. So I, I can't yeah. tell. but it's
1: We'll already, say – we interviewed Tony as well. Yeah. With you, you tipped it. You yeah. blocked it. When yeah. we do Tony, we'll say it went in. <laughs> it went in. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's, hey, it probably went in knowing him. Yeah, he can fight out he, score. Oh, he could, man, he could get it done. So, but we got that dub, but he definitely put it on us. <laughs> he put it on us. I'm glad that was a game that Carl Ray came out on fire, and I think we went up 20. Oh, wow. And they came roaring back, and we ended up squeaking it out. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely took advantage of it.
1: I got to ask a question. This is more of a father-son question. Yeah. Does your son ever want to play you one-on-one or challenge you one-on-one? Or
3: He wants to play horse and pig okay. and those kind of things. He does not want to get, like, what do they say? He doesn't want to smoke <laughs> when it comes to that one-on-one. Because you know what I'm going to do. Just back them down. You're too, yeah, you're too small. Yeah. You better get in the weight room, son. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and I, that's why I told them the difference between you and a lot of your generation is, you know, they think they have to win a certain way. No, you just have to win. Yeah. It doesn't I matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win whatever way I need to, which means I'm just going to back you down and turn around and, and shoot over you.
1: So we were, I'm trying to think, just not too long ago, I played my oldest son, who's 21, mm-hmm. introduced me to the game Spike Ball. So we played Spike Ball for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm, um, <laughs> fatigued <laughs> then they're like let's go play basketball yeah so then my oldest son challenges me one-on-one one. Oh. i i'm like all right i've always joked around with my kids like yeah none of y'all beating me one-on-one yeah. yeah so i ended up beating him one-on-one and then my youngest who's 14 like let's play one-on-one i was like i'm about to pass out <laughs> here i was like i'm about to you just you got him though i go oh, i got oh, him yeah, yeah it right. was it was like 11 to 4 but yeah. i was just like i was kind of upset with the four points that i gave yeah, up yeah but yeah
3: you talk about a comedy show is, uh, the kids came out and watched us play like a city league uh, a couple years ago, Paul Sperling. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple of my guys were out there. Um, uh, and it, it, man, I was looking for the oxygen tank. Oh like where goodness. is the oxygen tank? Cause this is Paul thought he was still 20 something. <laughs> hey, the mind, oh, the man. mind
1: tells you, you can do one thing yeah, yeah. and the body tells yeah. you you're a complete oh. idiot. My kids
3: were howling. They were on the, they were just like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we thought we still had it. My son, he still wants to race me. I think I got him though. I think okay. I can get him right now. I better get him now before, you know, he turns that corner, but I think my daughter's no way. Yeah, she's yeah. she she yeah, she's down the road. I ain't beating her no more. If no. you get him,
0: if you get him, that's when you hang up the shoes. That's, oh, oh, that's it. I'm done. Like my daughter'll
3: i daughter, I'll never erase
1: her again. Yeah, there's no point Yeah, in I
3: won. That's all that matters, yeah. you know. I had to retire on that dub. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy. So, I got a question. What were we're going to go back to your days at Fresno State. What were the five best arenas you played at playing at Fresno Ooh. State?
3: Um, obviously the Pit. Pit was awesome. Talking
0: New Mexico? New Mexico.
3: Yep. Um Marriott Center cuz it's just huge, it's yeah. massive. Um I would say Wyoming, uh AAA uh, Arena Auditorium. So that was uh that was nice. Um let me see. S- I mean selling, for me is number 1 yeah. just because of the environment yeah. that we that we brought. And then uh, maybe let me think. Uh, Washington was pretty good you dub the huskies okay so and out of high school for me they were in the running um, for to go to you know if it wasn't going to be Wyoming they were in the in the running coming out of high school um, but I had an incident at a summer camp there that kind of changed me <laughs> with that so okay uh, coach decided to make us run uh, instead of eat lunch so oh. I said yeah I'm, I'm probably good on being a But I loved that school. But that they was it was at that time was their their older gym, not the new one they have now. Okay, and it was packed, and we ended up beating them. Um, They had uh, Pope was there, Mark Pope, who ended up transferring to Kentucky. Kentucky. But you know, so they had some guys. They had a guy that transferred from Oklahoma that was there. um, So, but we had beaten them. Um, But it was a good environment, you know, Pac-12 environment. So, and we played. Well, I take that, and then Oregon University, of Oregon, their old gym, the storied gym there. Um, I didn't play very well there, so I don't, you know, <laughs> but yeah, there's, I mean, quite a few, you know, yeah. um, it was, uh, Memphis was good. Uh, when I was at Wyoming, we went and played at Memphis. Okay. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, we're walking down the, you know, down all the, you know, historic places and everybody's like, they're about to tear you up all their fans. Yeah. Like, no, they're not. Oh yeah. They had, um, what's his name? Elliot, uh, was there, wore socks up to his knees, oh. wore the goggles. Yeah. yeah. He let us have, were <laughs> they
1: Memphis or were they Memphis state? They were Memphis state at okay. that time. Yeah. Before they changed to just yep. regular Memphis,
3: yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of gyms, a lot of gyms.
1: It's crazy though. Like you think about it, just the game of basketball. Like for you, be able to travel all over the country, yeah. travel all over the world mm-hmm. for a game. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy to think. No, different it, places it can take
3: and, you wherever you want. And the, want the relationships oh, you meet—that's the, the thing. That's the thing for me is just all of the relationships that you develop over the years. And you know, I can go to different parts of the country and you know, break out the phone and I'm going to know somebody that's in that region, even overseas, you know, Um, and especially now with social media, the way it is, you're able to get in contact with whoever you want. So um, that has been absolutely uh incredible about this ride and and the opportunity is there for anybody that really wants it i mean there's so many different levels of this game that you can play at not only collegiately but professionally yeah. that if you're committed and and you work really hard there's an opportunity like for people
1: you. don't understand there's a filipino professional league yeah. six feet and under. and yeah, absolutely like there's a six feet and under professional yeah. filipino league yeah i missed out on that yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> like right? I'm too tall, <laughs> right? There
3: is. I mean, you can, there's if like there's a, there's a leagues pretty much in every yeah. country in the world uh, or some form yeah. in that in that country. So, uh everybody thinks
1: oh I got to play in Spain or Italy or something like no. no,
3: there's there's a lot of different And there's places. different divisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it's one of those things like if you love the game, like I've had teammates who've gone from FPU that've gone and played in, you know, like Division 2s, II, Division 3, yeah. like if you, you know, if you're able to make it work and Yeah, You know, like if you're willing to sacrifice and try to, you know, try, like you said, you weren't willing to chase that grind, but there's, you know, if you're willing to chase that grind and you'll go, you know, maybe one year in one country, next year in another country, it's always moving around. And when you're younger and you don't have a family and you don't have kids and you're not married, like don't have a stable girlfriend, don't do it. No, absolutely. And that's the thing. You just got to be willing to move and uh, change, be good with
3: change. And I was okay with change, but um, I just wasn't willing to. You know, it, it, it was, there's challenges overseas too, yeah. you know, especially when Jerv left. Um, you know, I'm the only American, and so there's a little bit of a language barrier there, and and it doesn't necessarily affect you too much except for on the court. You know, you're trying to communicate, and, and they were pretty good. Most of them spoke broken English yeah. um, or a little bit better, but so that that was a little bit,
1: uh, but um, man. Jerv, it, Jerv picked up the language though, right? Oh, but, yeah. So that, oh, sure that helped. Oh, yeah. Jerv <laughs> yeah. literally said... He picked up the language to meet a girl.
3: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. That's the reason why he did <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know who's listening, but
3: Jerv, yeah. <laughs> Jerv, Jer, man.
0: And did it in like six months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. He, yeah, I'm serious. Crazy.
3: <laughs> Jerv was the guy. Not only on the court, but he was, the, yeah, yeah. He was, he was the Pied Piper over there. I'm telling <laughs> you. Everywhere he went, he knew, yeah, he was that guy. I mean, we got stories. <laughs> We're not here, though. It's just crazy that you wound up over there with him. like yeah, you know, I know. Two, two guys from yeah. Fresno. And, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It was awesome. It was fun. He was, he was really good. Took me in like the big brother and, you know, hey, this is the way awesome. things are over here and how you got it. But I'm like, dude, you got air conditioning in your spot. <laughs> I had no air conditioning. Probably the, it was, I'm not exaggerating. It was their summertime and it was probably 90 with humidity. Oh. And I'm like in a high rise condo with no air. I remember getting up at like two, three in the morning, turning on the shower, just cold water. Just getting in there, to cool cooling off. down, and then not drying off, coming out with the fan and just, just laying start. in front of the fan because it's just so hot. Like, you couldn't go to sleep till like, 4 or 5 in the morning when it cooled down.
1: And then you got Jervis who's probably in a coach Oh, like, no. Oh, he, I'm, so, oh, yeah. I'm so cold in my apartment. Oh, yeah.
3: No, he had yeah, he had all the amenities, man. He had a car. They gave him a car. Like, I'm, you know, out on the thing for the taxi. And, yeah, he's got his own car. Man, he had it locked in. You're that like, Jervis, I just need your couch. I'm coming abs- over. Yeah. Well, abs- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah that guy
1: no that he was awesome, awesome. No, he was awesome. so i got a quick question too about your oldest son Yeah, how far is he from your parents and being uh, in montana
3: no it's, it's uh probably about uh eight to ten hours oh, okay. yeah so a little bit of a drive okay i was just yeah wondering. so we're gonna all meet there this summer actually oh, so awesome. yeah it'll be good to see everybody get everybody together i'm i'm like uh the, the oldest kids are like, yeah, I thought we were going to Hawaii. I say, well, you can just imagine you're on an island. <laughs> it, Wyoming is kind of like an island, by the way. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody's coming there. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, because, I mean, the state of Wyoming, there's more people in the city of Fresno than the entire state of Wyoming. I did not know yeah. that. Think about that. So... I did not know that. Yeah. So and then so Cheyenne is a little bit bigger. It's about 80,000. We had an air force base, which also played into development. Uh, speaking oh. of basketball, because I'd go play grown men. Yeah. On the base, but then you have people moving in, all the families. Time. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was good that way. Um, believe it or not, we had a really good park scene in the summer as far as basketball, because everybody'd show up. It was called Holiday Park and play so you'd have grown men that were there um and so it actually was a pretty good i wasn't it wasn't foreign to me when i came here and um and played at something like einstein and those kind of places it wasn't that foreign to me because we had that there in the summers so you um, don't really have now
1: here in fresno we don't really have those places
3: they don't know yeah they have no idea the closest
1: they have is what the cage yeah you know that's the closest that they have, but, but then even like, then that's not quite the same. No. no, and you gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta wait a long period of time, and like yeah. even like Frank Gage is like you don't like there's not the runs like no. he used to be. Oh, Frank no, Gage's. yeah, no, that was uh that was awesome those
3: days. Yeah, yeah. when
0: well, all the good players now you they got their private sessions oh, yeah. in every gym and oh yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. playing games like yeah.
3: And AAU, you know, when I was growing up, AAU was specific to like. Inner city yeah. kids that were you know needed um, to have uh, a place to go play and those and it wasn't like now or back then you had to go to camp to, yeah, to and get, get summer stuff to get noticed yes, and yes. yeah you know there was no social media like Street and Smiths and. Those magazines were were what basically told everybody you who know, was good. Who was good, and so you know they had like the five star camp yep. and they had these different camps, and that's the only way you got exposure
1: because that's where all the coaches would yes. be working yep. it.
3: Yep, exactly. Well, yeah. that's how you did it too, right? The yeah. top one hundred. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I came home from, I was like I said, unknown except for a couple colleges. When I came home, when I came home, there was already stacks of letters in the in the mailbox when I came home from that camp. That's how fast that happened so um but that's that's the way it worked you know uh, back then so it worked out great I kept all the letters and boxes and stuff for the kids to look at and
0: they're bored of me talking about it now so I don't even mention (laughs) any question though did you did you open all the letters no because Jervis said the same thing he's like I'm still finding letters that we didn't ever know I
3: didn't especially you know the ones I knew I wasn't going to go to I was like you know set those to the side so yeah, but it was interesting. To see. Even if, even if it's a school that was a legit school that to me, um, that I knew I wasn't going to go, I still wanted to see. You know what they say or what did yeah. this coach say. So I would look at it and say, oh, that's you know that's cool. So, but that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. Now, how many years, how many seasons total did you play overseas?
3: I was only there for a basically about a year. I did a little bit of I call it uh, hired assassin stuff um, in America. So they'll have tournaments where there's a purse. Um, and if your team comes in and wins, you get that purse. So I did one in Washington, the state of Washington. I did one in Montana, actually. Okay. So they'll you'll get a group of guys, and you, most of the time a, a company will sponsor your it's team. It's kind of like the TBT now. Yeah. Yep. And so you'll go and you'll if you win you you win the purse, and if you don't, you got a free trip. Yeah.
0: So I did that a little bit too. That was a that was a good time. Yeah. Love it, dude. This is already one of my favorite conversations we've had. This yeah, is this is awesome. Yeah, yeah appreciate it yeah, yeah thank you for taking the time to join us no, thank you for having me this has been awesome i love you guys i oh, appreciate
3: uh, it. what you're doing seriously because this appreciate valley it. is is been um, definitely uh, off the radar and there's and a lot of stories that about need to be it. told oh, unbelievable this is rich with history
0: yeah yeah that's what we're trying to do so yeah, yeah. thanks a lot man yeah. this has been thank fun you. i appreciate it <laughs> all right that's it that's uh off the bench You've been listening to the Off the Bench podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.